Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Damian Lillard is the all-time scoring leader in the history of the Blazers franchise, but does that make him the greatest player to ever put on a Blazers uniform? We will talk about that and more here on the Blazer Focus podcast, supported by Zoom Care Beyond Better Healthcare. I'm Aaron Fentress. I cover the Blazers for the Oregonian and Oregon Live, and I'm joined by Craig Bernbach, who is, uh, I, I mean, you're, you you are you like celebrating Hanukkah like every other day now or every day or just passing out presents? Because I was a kid. I loved Hanukkah because my mom was Jewish and she would give me a present like every day for like eight straight days. So it was like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so that's a better Hanukkah experience than I had because we didn't have that kind of cash. So like one day was hey, socks. I didn't say the <laughs> presents were great. Said, I just said they were presents. <laughs> But anyway, so, it is the holiday season, a variety yeah, of different holidays, of course. But uh, I'm sorry to, to, you know, make it sound like I had a better Hanukkah experience from a present standpoint than you did. You're probably, you're probably you're a little not, bitter. You're like, you're a faux Jewish, too, Christmas, too. You're not even real. You got Christmas. You're you got Christmas, too, right? I did. You I doubled Christmas. up. Right. I doubled yeah, up. So it was amazing. Yeah. That was all over. Well, my kids. great. Blended families are awesome. Su- <laughs> my kid's super lucky because he's, uh, he's getting Hanukkah. And then, you know, because uh, my wife's side of the family celebrates Christmas. Uh, we have a solstice. So he knows. He, 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 he and I are right here. We're like, yeah. yeah. If I saw him, we'd connect. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Score. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to get. I was trying to tell him, like, you know, you're living large, kid, because you're going to get. Sunday's going to be a double day. Like, he gets Hanukkah and he'll get, you know, Christmas gifts. See, in um, his experience and yeah. my experience is what happens when religions can get along. And it's not just religions. It's and it's not just religions. It's it's cultural experiences. Right. You know what I mean? Like that too. Uh, we light the candles. It's one of the prayers I know. You know, I don't know them all, <laughs> but I got that one. So yeah, it's good. So happy Hanukkah to everybody out there, and happy <coughs> holidays. And, yeah. Okay. You know, my wife's my wife's big in nature, so we have a solstice tree. Ooh. That's how I feel. That's how I get away with it. My stepmom, who's Jewish, she called it a solstice tree as well. I was all over the map as a kid. I was, you know, my grandma's really super Christian. You're still all over the map. I know. That's why I'm so, it's why I'm so scattered sometimes. All right. So, Damian Lillard broke this record. The most, ex- the most depressing, <laughs> record-breaking <laughs> situation Terrible. ever. I mean, Damian walks in there into the press conference afterwards. They lost 123-121 to the OKC Thunder on Monday night. And he just has this look on his face like they, it was the same look as, 
2021 Game 5 Denver when he scored 55 <laughs> points they lost. It was the exact same facial expressions. I was like, dang, you just broke a record. But he was just like, man, it would be better if we would have won. I go, clearly. <coughs> but he he clearly was, was not happy about it. Okay, such is life. They play OKC again tonight. They need to win tonight. We'll talk about that later. But let's just dive right into what does him breaking this record mean? He, uh, Clyde was at 18,040 points. I think he did that in 100 more games than Dame did. I think Clyde averaged 20.8 points per game during his time. Dame is at 24.7 for his career. Uh, but what does this mean for him and his legacy with the Blazers just breaking this record? This, I mean, it's not it's not quite Hank Aaron's home run record, but, you know, yeah. it's close. In the Blazers' history, it's it's, it's there, the equivalent. It's, it's <laughs> so I will say, I got to say, I got to take a moment to say, I felt somewhat bad. I'm like, it's an amazing record, and it's awesome, but it's like the worst way you could break it. A, you didn't get to do it at home, right? Right. You got you can't do it. B, you got to do it at Oklahoma City. I'm sorry. That's not an iconic NBA. Like, if you break it in the Mecca at Madison Square Garden, right? Like, or in L.A., in Chicago. Chicago. Right? Just, but you're in Oklahoma City. Even Atlanta, Oklahoma right? You know, somewhere. It's something. And, <laughs> and it'd be great if you broke it on a three, but it, or even a layup. Put on a, the front end of a free throw. Like, that stinks. <laughs> and then they lost. <laughs> you know, it's like the only thing could have been worse is if he got hurt. Like, if you were going to draw it up for a movie, this movie would suck. It would be bad. Right? Like, <laughs> he would be like, boo. <laughs> so I felt bad. But, I, um, yeah. yeah. And, and, look, that's typical. And I did know, and you know, having covered Dame for so long, I knew he was not going to. He was not going to be joyful. He wasn't going to get the full experience of what he deserved. Now, I think right. they were able to still celebrate it. And I was super glad that his family was there. Yeah. His son coming down. With the little dinosaurs. And giving him dap. And, yeah, giving oh, him dap. That was yeah. just awesome. Did you cry? And he didn't know he was going to, <laughs> and he didn't know he was going to lose the game yet. So he was right, cool. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so it wasn't all bad, but God, he deserved better it, than that. Yeah, he deserved it, better. It was it was totally <laughs> anticlimactic. Now, so I originally was going to go just to the three Texas games. And then I was talking to my sports editor, like, yeah, we should be there for the record-breaking thing. I was hoping he would drop 47, be dramatic, or 46 against Houston, but that didn't happen. So, okay, he's going to do an OKC. I, I, I have crazy experience getting flights, but that's another story. But anyway, I get there, and I'm thinking, well, you know, they're going to win this game, right? And so, you know, we're, you know, it's sort of planning, okay, they're gonna be, everyone's going to be happy. They win the game. He broke the record, blah, blah, blah. And then they lose it. Now, but prior to the free throw, he just missed a three. Right. Just missed it. That would have been like perfect, right? Break it with a three. Okay, fine. Then he uh, on the when he got the free throws, he had a really nice move to get into the lane. I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna do a little floater or a layup, whatever. He gets fouled, doesn't make it. Okay, fine, free throw. Okay, whatever. You know, it's not not exciting, but at least he broke the record. Okay, but he was pissed at the moment. He said that he wasn't even thinking about the record because he was mad about something else that was going on in the game. So he didn't really enjoy it. Chauncey calls a timeout. Primarily, he said to, it was. Pretty much he said Dame's time to come out anyway, but he wouldn't have called a timeout. He would just let something happen and then take him out. He calls a timeout to get Dame out so he can celebrate it. You can see his wife, Kayla, his son, his mom, and the stands are cheering. The, the Blazers are clapping. And he kind of walks to the to the bench like he ready to fight somebody. <laughs> like he's just not clearly not in a good mood. He admitted that later. He sits down. Damon Jr. comes over. That softens him up. He admitted that later. Uh, but still, he, he just was not 
happy because they lost and they lost a that was a bad loss that was their first loss this season to a team that has no shot to make it make the playoffs this year they're 13 and 18 or whatever they lost it on a buzzer beater had seven turnovers in the fourth quarter he had a couple of them so in classic damian fashion he was more upset about the loss than he was happy about the record and when the uh we were told that Damien was going to come into the press conference room after Chauncey, because usually we've been going to the locker room lately, not doing Damien at the podium. Uh, Casey Holdall works with Blazer. He like shook his head. He's like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> I, was like, I go, you think he's going to be pissed? He goes, oh, yeah, he's going to be pissed. And I kind of assumed he would, but I thought that maybe he might be a little joyous. And he just sat down and looked like, like I said, game five of the 2021 playoffs. He looked exactly the same. Uh, but still. Great moment for him. I text them later that night. I said, look, congratulations. I know it sucks you guys lost, but enjoy it because it only happens once. And he responded, thanks. I know, I know. You know, but it, the yeah. double I knows are kind of like you can tell him, visualize him going, I know, I know. Uh, so, but anyway, to me, it says a lot that he cares about winning. But, man, you got you got you to celebrate that, though, don't you? You got to push that aside oh, for 24 yeah. hours, no? You got to lose 30 games at least. <laughs> But I think he, you know, he knows every game is going to matter, and that's yeah. what he cares about. Like he's always been that way, and it's genuine. And the right. other thing I'll say is, even though he was mad, he still answered every question perfectly. Oh, he's the even a question, greatest interview I've ever right. experienced ever. But but yeah. but like he clears his head, yeah. and answers it perfectly. I mean, they were asking, <laughs> they were asking him about, you know, hey, everyone said that you you might ask you might asked to be traded to go to a winner and now they're asking our guy do you yeah, have advice shit. and he's Gilgis giving Alexander. advice like, he gave a great like, when dude asked that question I was just like whoa that's kind of out of place but Dame and he's being st- the pro he's that he is it. not only gave a good answer gave an in-depth lengthy yeah. answer with substance about <laughs> the guy that just crushed his yeah, about soul about the guy that just beat him and, and ruined his night no. yes Dame's I mean prince. that's the kind of that's what that's why he's the best you know, best athlete in over 25 years when I covered sports that I've ever covered. The best star. He just he just handles it. And he's he's smart. He's he's mature. He's been mature since he got here. Um, and he's just gotten better. And it and he's a great example. I mean, to me, while I'm not for him, I'm you know, I'm sad for him a little bit, you know, because it does suck that he couldn't. But what an example he's setting for those young guys in the locker room. Like right. the dude just wrote broke the all time you know, scoring record for his franchise, and he's mad because we lost a regular season game. Like if you're if you're a 19 year old sharp, you're like, oh, okay, that's what like it's that's about. what it takes. Yeah, that's what it takes. Right. 100%. I got drafted seventh, and people are talking to me about me being a potential superstar. Um, yeah, I I was cool after going one for five in a game, and I was like, yeah, no big deal. This dude <laughs> broke a franchise record, lost a regular season game, and he's acting like his night was horrible. So right. uh, that's what I thought about. Like, this is why, this is why he is the you know who he is, and and to give you the intro to the next topic, it's why I think he's the greatest Blazer to ever to ever live. You know, like that. This is part of it for me. Um, he's. Not just a scoring record, but because he he's represented the franchise for a decade at the highest level, and while only thing he hasn't done is won a championship, and to me that's not on him. Yeah, it's a fascinating debate. It's one that um, I think it's going to continue on and on until you know if Damian wins a championship or an MVP. For me, in all honesty, man, it's a three way tie. Because I think I think what it comes down to really is what what are what's your criteria? Like we can set up different pockets of criteria and then come up with a different 
choice each time, depending on what you weigh. You just talked about, you know, him being an ambassador for the franchise and, and putting winning first and how that elevates him in your mind. But there are other things out there like championships, MVPs, going to the finals, things like that. Um, then you can get into the whole who had better teammates, et cetera, et cetera. That can go both ways. Um, so for me, I just I just look at it like it's a three way tie. I think it just depends on who which categories you value. If we're talking about the like if you are drafting all the if you're a GM, and you had all three of these players stand there in front of you in their prime and healthy. You're picking Walton. You just are. He was an absolute dominant force. He was an MVP. And for a, a very champion. short period of time. Right, and then that's the argument. Oh, but he didn't do it. Best but, season ever. Best but, season ever. Right, but no whether someone does something in one season or 10 season, if, if, if the guy who does it in one season did it better than everyone else ever did it in any other season, then he's technically the best. He just didn't do it for the longest. So that's where, again, where you're valuing certain things. So he gets hurt from the longevity thing. But again, regardless, only championship they've ever won, led by him, and he has MVP, the only one in franchise history. No one touches that. So then the other thing with Clyde, well, Clyde, <clears throat> Clyde went to two NBA finals and another West finals, was second in the MVP race to Jordan, right? Yep. So greater team success than Dame's ever experienced. But people say, well, he had a better team around him. Well, you're right. But then the argument for Dame is, well, look at the points. Look at what he's done point-wise and not scoring. Well, does Dame score as many points? Okay, does Dame win with the Drexler teams? Probably. Does Clyde score more points if he's playing with the Dame teams? Absolutely. So you, it goes both ways. For me, though, Dame is way better from the three-point arc out, but inside the three-point arc? Clyde's better. He's six seven, more athletic, better defender, can score in a variety of different ways. Oh, over the over best Dame. finisher in the NBA. Right. So again, there's time. two completely. Not Michael was better, but you know what I'm saying. At the time, I mean, he Michael. was well, yeah, and Dominique. I mean, he was in the top five of yeah. that. But yeah. again, but yeah, so if you're a GM, what GM in the history of the NBA is taking taking six two over six seven? Not very many. If six seven is Clyde or elite six seven guys versus elite six two guys, you're almost always going to take this six seven set guy. So now we move on to Dame. Well, in this era with the three point line, that that makes a six foot two guy who can shoot the three just almost almost as uh, dangerous as a six 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 seven guy who maybe doesn't shoot the three. Um, and so he's able to you know score as many points as he had. You know he scores more than per game than than Clyde. He just broke his record in fewer games, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if he had another star around him, he probably might have an NBA Finals appearance already. So then that would equate him with Clyde. So to me, it's just three three great players, all with completely different experiences. You can make an argument for all three. So I'm calling it a three way tie unless wow. Damian can get to the finals. And or win an MVP. That is so unfentress like. What? <laughs> not, I think it's, it's classic fentress. No, like to not <laughs> usually you stand on one thing and everything else is crazy. You're accepting all versions of the, the, the but, argument because yeah, you, you've explained it in a way that it's hard to argue against. <clears throat> now I would I will say this. It took me a long time to say that Lillard's the the greatest in franchise history. Because I, I agree with your other arguments. So the Walton thing, to me, is simpler to eliminate Walton in the sense that Walton had the best season in Blazer history, not even close. It's not even close. I mean, he he willed a team best to two, victory because the MVP was a year after the championship, right? Okay, that's fine. And then, okay. it, but I'm just saying, when you win a championship and you brought him there, best two years. 
Absolutely. But the window is so small that most people think of him as waving a, a towel on the Boston Celtics bench. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. it, it's just the truth, right? Right. Because unfortunately, injuries crushed his career and no one looks at him as even like in the Clyde Drexler. <clears throat> he was a great, he's one of the greatest college players of all time, but he's not one of the best NBA players of all time, even though he had one, he had but two he is, great okay. seasons. But, including but, but, but you're, okay. To me, when people make this argument like that you're making it, you're, you're equating best with longevity and greatness. The yes. best is yeah, the best. Absolutely. If Michael Jordan had only yeah. played, if Michael Jordan had retired after the one championship and Scottie Pippen went on and played another 10 years and had every scoring record, every title record, would Pippen be the greatest Blazer ever? No, it'd still be Michael Jordan was the best player, period, was Michael Jordan, whether he did in one year or 10 years. And that's what I'm saying about Walton. The best player, the best single player is Walton. Now, if you want to say greatest because of longevity and blah, 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 that's a different discussion. So what the the impact of the championship is just immense, so I can't erase it. Right? And the MVP. So to me... Right, I guess, sure. The MVP, which is somewhat subjective. No one's ever had one. No one's ever had one in the history of the franchise. Uh, uh, Agreed, agreed. But I would also say no one was ever going to win an MVP when Michael Jordan was playing, really. You know what I mean? Like, there's a point that I know they did. But you know what I'm saying? Like, the comparison of who's playing and when and the era in which they play with. And we could look at MVPs in multiple sports and go, that guy probably didn't even deserve it because it's a subjective award. The championship to me is the thing I can't get, when you use that argument, I can't get past the fact that he won a championship. To me, though, when you say greatest, I am going with overall, I am adding to it. And right. it but if you're, I'm not, I, I understand the argument saying that he had the greatest season ever because they won that championship. And the MVP, you can add to that. But if you only won the MVP, and they never won a championship. To me, Walton's not even in the discussion Oof. as greatest. As greatest, me, but not best. You, you, so you are differentiating between greatest and best. Best year. You know, it's like how short best are we going to go? Best player. Who's the most talented best player? If you were drafting them in their prime and they're all healthy, so who are you I taking? Mean, You're taking you know, Walton. You going, You're taking Walton for the for 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 one season, <clears throat> but not for his career. We're not talking about erase the injury. We're talking about just talent and the best. Okay, the well, best. Right. But if we say that, then that narrows down the field of of a lot of things. Like Sandy Koufax is the greatest pitcher of all time, no doubt. If you do that, because his five years was miraculous. But if you go longevity, you know, like there's but, long, but longevity so, doesn't mean best. Longevity just means you lasted longer. Doesn't mean yeah, you. Yeah, I'm the just saying best. greatest. When I think greatest player, you're, you're I am quick, doing, and that's what I'm saying. I'm doing. Yes, right. I am definitely saying that if I if I have a healthy Walton today, a healthy Drexler today, and a healthy Lillard today, and I'm playing the NBA Finals Game Seven, I'm taking Walton. Right. Okay. So he's the Agreed. best, but in terms of t- and when we incorporate records and longevity, yeah. et cetera, then you get to and greatest. Right. Yes. Okay. And that's and so I and so I would Dre- agree with you that Lillard would be ahead of Walton. Yeah. That's and why the, the Drex the Drexler one took me longer to get there, and I don't care about the points because it's a different era. I mean, they don't play; they can they play zone. You know, they didn't play zone. Like so, three pointers weren't this the thing. I mean, you know, it, I was just talking about this the other day. The the world is a different place now, where being with a three pointer elevates all scoring records. Evan Fournier can't get on the court right now for the Knicks. He's the all time leading three point shooter in a season for the Knicks. Like that's that's like weird stuff that goes on. Trent Tucker never got to. He didn't start because he was back then. Craig Hodges, Trent Tucker, you know, Steve Kerr's. They came off the bench because you couldn't afford to have them out there for a long period of time because they play man. Now they play zone 
everyone shoots the three 50% of the time pretty much, so you're <clears> going <throat> to score more points. So I, I don't look at the scoring record. I do look at the impact over time in the franchise, and I still think it's pretty close. I think Drexler and Lillard, it's closer than people want to give it credit for because they've forgotten or they didn't see it. Drexler at times was argued to be the second best player in the NBA behind Michael Jordan. Right. Not very many people argue that Damian Lillard's the second best player in the NBA ever. You know, like he's in the top five at times. So I am 100% using other non-basketball on like, you know, related uh, elements to my choosing that Damian Lillard's the greatest blazer of all time. 100% agree with that. Um, And, you know, if it has an ugly divorce, it could change. You know what I mean? Like let me, that's let me ask you this, though. Okay. Drexler's say, divorce didn't help. Let's say Lillard's career happened long before you came to Portland, and you came to Portland and experienced Drexler's career in the two NBA finals and the second MVP, yep. blah, 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 blah. I would almost guarantee you that your position would be completely different. Oh. I, I There's no doubt that that I'm affected by the my what you saw. My uh, experience. And and what I saw that others that, that you are still seeing, right. other things that I saw, right. and things that I have read and heard about Drexler, you know, not right. terribly bad, but that he wasn't he wasn't what Lillard has been uh, to the franchise a leader, a leader right. and a right, yeah, and just being right. he <clears throat> Terry Porter led those teams, you know, and I'm I'm speaking from what I've read, right? I didn't experience that, but like there were other leaders on the that the teams. Uh, other than Drexler, since Lillard got here, almost like even when he was a rookie, he took over this role of of being, you know, the leader and um, and the respect he gets, as you well know, from others in the NBA. The way yeah. he's looked at his he's elevated his skill level is elevated by the respect that he gets by who he is, how he prepares, how he presents himself, his intelligence, his ability to really um, take in everything and, you know, just be the man. You know, like, he's the man. Like, he's he, there's, there's very little um, – he's made so few mistakes both on the court and off the court, and I do value that. But I 100% agree that I'm skewed by my experience. Yes, I watched the Blazers teams, but I wasn't – I didn't even know where Portland was. Right. <laughs> I couldn't have pointed out a map. You know what I mean? Like, that, I would have thought, is that, that Portland, Nevada? You know, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm admitting it. When I was a young kid, Oregon, Oregon was Oregon, and I didn't know what Portland was. And the only thing I knew about Portland was Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, you know, and 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 uh, you know that everybody, you know, Kersey and Duckworth. Like, I experienced that because I loved the NBA at the time, and they were this wild team that was going to maybe take down the Lakers. You know, like right. it was crazy. Because, uh, you know, the Knicks are so bad then, it was really <clears throat> well, I, I the Celtics. Well, so I remember the Drexler years. I remember watching him and how phenomenal he was. Yeah. Uh, and so my my view of it is a, is a little different. Um, but like I said, it's, it's just <clears throat> it's what categories you want to include. It, like you just talked about him as a person, him as an ambassador, him as a leader, him as a locker room guy, him as his personality. And those things are greater than... Then Clyde, by all accounts, not that Clyde was a bad guy, but Lillard's just no. on a different level, right? <clears throat> um, so, yeah. So if we're including that, then that closes the gap dramatically. I just still, I'm just still on the side of 
six seven, can dunk over centers. Absolute, just amazing athlete. His defensive rating way better. Uh, the ability to score in a variety of ways he did. If he played in the three-point era, he would have shot more threes and worked on it and been a better three-point shooter. But he was still, as you know, I think 32% career. So it's not like he was awful. And that was without it being something that you were necessarily, yeah, he's 32%. His greatest was 36. But I think that was when they moved the, free, the three-point line up a little yeah. bit. Remember those That's few Michael years? That's what was the best free three. Right, exactly. <laughs> like all of a sudden, all his guys that couldn't shoot threes <laughs> went from 25 to 31. And then the guys went from 32 to 36. So a little cheating there. But still, it just wasn't. I mean, you and I remember that era. It wasn't a thing. Like when Michael Cooper would get a three off, he'd be like, oh, the Michael Cooper's shooting the three for the Lakers. It was like, oh, my God. He'd shoot two or three games. And it was like, oh, this is amazing. Well, today in this era, he'd shoot six or seven. Um, so it's, there's just so many different factors. But for me, before it's a three-way tie for me unless Damian can either get an MVP or get to the finals. If he can get a team to the finals, I think I would flip it over. And again, I'm not talking about the off-the-court stuff. I'm literally talking about as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just need to see him get to the finals or get an MVP before I can push him past those two completely. So I'm going to go and be completely Switzerland here and just say three-way tie. That way I can't get in any trouble either way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think you could go wrong by doing that way. And I and I get – I understand. Like I said, it took me a long time to – like people were giving Damien this title four years ago and yeah, you know, and, and things like that. And I was like, yeah, Drexler was pretty darn <clears> awesome. <throat> and Walton, Walton won the title, and he's the only one that can, you know, kind of do that. So I was with you. Um, I just think that – and I hope you know he's still got runway to go. You know we'll see where where it ends. And and we all know that even the the best relationships can turn sour quickly. I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but you know how this ends, how it ends matters, right? Yeah. Like, it, well, and, if you're and, if you're factoring in all that other stuff, yes. But I just don't believe yep. it's going to end badly. I, I think if it comes to the point where it's time for him to be traded, I think it'll be a mutual thing, and it'll it'll happen in a, in a nice way. I don't think Dame's gonna. Go, I don't think Dame's, if Dame goes to management and says, look, <clears throat> we're, we're not going to win the title. We have no chance. I'm, I'm, I'm 34. If I go here, I have a two-year window to maybe get one. Sort of like Clyde when he went to Houston. You can still get X amount from me. I think Joe Cronin and Billups are like, you're right. We can't. We're not going to win the title with you. You can. Have, you still have years left to maybe win the title. And we can get some picks and maybe a young player for you. So, yes, let's shake hands and, and trade you. I think if management comes to him at 34 and says, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to ride this out or do you want us to move you to a contender? I think Dame would say, I want to move to a contender because Dame has said, I I want to look at one. If I can't get a look at one, then the door is open for him to leave. Right. So I I think if they're if he's at 34 and it's not going to happen, they're like, there's no way. Then I think they have a nice discussion about it and they find a place for him to go. And they trade him and they get assets and Dame goes to that team and that team comes to Portland and, and the, the, the entire game is a standing ovation for Dame, no matter what he does. And if Dame wins the title, everyone in Portland is going to celebrate that title with him. That's my, that's my factor Fentress. <laughs> so, so I agree with that, but I'll just say this. I never thought that uh, Charles Oakley would be handcuffed and dragged out to that square guard. So like, I'm not going to sit here and predict But stuff. that was a different owner. I'm just saying though. That was like, a different <laughs> owner. It was, it was all bad. It was so silly. That was a different. I, I'm just well, saying, I'm, like, I'm, you, I'm not going to sit here and make predictions and how things end because you just, you just don't know. But no, I, I mean, it would, it would be, it would be shocking that there, that something could happen. But there might be a different owner, Aaron. There, you know, depending how quickly 
this goes, we might see a different order right. that might have, and it might be different. I mean, I think the, and we could talk about this on further podcasts, but the Suns have just been sold for $4 billion. That, that sets something up for the Blazers to have a number, right? And remember that so number was that, around two for Phil Knight was around two. That two's looking light. Yeah, yeah. Now Phoenix, bigger market, you know, better, better team. So, but I, Portland to me, gotta be three. Right. Well, right. And at least, I'm just saying it gives, at least it doesn't, she can, uh, Jody Kelly and the crew, they can't, they have a, there's a reason to move forward now. Um, because you, the sons are just sold. You have a number, um, it might accelerate. It might not, because I don't know how this trust thing works. Because uh, I didn't go. It's to my, it's my understanding that they have to liquidate everything, obviously, but there's no firm time frame <clears throat> on when right. everything has to liquidate, and you saved the biggest assets for last for just what happened. Also, they, for, go ahead. Am I not wrong? From what I read, there they're all supposed to make the best decisions. You know, he wants you know the best decisions to make the most money. Right, but right, and the best decision is to let your most your biggest assets with the most potential to appreciate. To hold on to them for the longest. I mean, just the last year it was right, Phil Knight, Phil Knight, two billion. That means you never sell. That means no, you not sell. Ne- no, not never. But last year it was two billion, two billion. You're crazy. It's over two billion. Take it, take it, take it. A year later, Suns go for four. So well, Blazers go for at least three. So so she just made a billion dollars by waiting another year. So if I'm her, I'm waiting to like I would I would literally have sold every single thing Paul Allen owned down to the sock and have. Two assets left, the Blazers and the Seattle Seahawks, and they go, okay, open the bidding. And I guarantee you he'll quad, they'll quadruple what they would have gotten if they sell, sell it right now. So, well, I don't, that's the thing. Like, I mean, first of all, you have no idea what kind of double. You don't know what kind of art he's got. Like, he might have some art out the back there that might be. That's worth more than the Blazers? <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't know what he's got, right? That's like, true. Uh, he could have that whole diamond the old lady dropped in the ocean in Titanic. He could have that. Just. I'm just saying, like, that dude's got collections. The heart of the ocean. All I'm saying is that there might be a – not that I don't trust your financial instincts, Ventress. Not that I don't. (laughs) But there might be be a financial advisor somewhere that says, hey, they just sold for a billion dollars more than anyone expected. This might be the time to go. Yeah, that's true. It could happen. The economy might affect this this way or that, and it might not go – you know, you might – and selling, you know, gets the money to people, you know, faster or whatever. So I'm just saying there, this might accelerate it. Bottom line, there could be an ownership change before, you know, Lillard retires or moves yeah. on. And those things can change. And again, Charles Oakley was, uh, you know, a fan favorite <laughs> Nick. And he was arrested Man, in, the, in, the, in the arena. So I just have to say, one of, one of the more depressing things for me is when Old teammates who you loved watching as teammates are bickering or ownership management and like the whole Cubs thing with Sosa, you know, like Sosa's persona non grata at Quigley Field that drives me nuts. Pippen and Jordan have, I mean, I have a really big riff, but it's just, it's just depressing. It's not good. It's just, that it's stuff, man. Yeah. It's just the Pippen destroys. stuff's awful to me. The <clears throat> yeah, Pippen stuff's awful. Because, I mean, to not appreciate um, the partnership they had and not understand that you're not Michael Jordan. Like it just seems petty and and jealous, and uh, and he, and I'll never forget he had a headache and he had to sit out for Tony Kukoc to hit the game winner. And I'm just saying, no, that's that's a different. That's not you. You got your incidents mixed up. You got your incidents mixed up. I put them all together. (laughs) 
Anyway, I just this is like, not the Bulls yeah, focus podcast. I just, I just gotta make fun of the Bulls a little bit. It's okay. Uh, they're they're reeling right now. So do, hey, we speak. Okay, let me ask you this: Since those, so yeah. the Bulls are a mess, and there's already a talk that they're gonna try and move DeRozan. They probably can't move Levine. Would you want DeRozan on the Blazers? You know what? Where the problem is, Grant's so darn good, right? So what are you gonna do? Well, you know, DeRozan's the three. Playing them together. DeRozan's yeah, a three. I mean, sure. What are you giving up? Well, actually, I'm going to say before we even get to what you give up, I would say no, because I don't think you need scoring, and DeRozan doesn't play defense. I don't know if you, yeah, I don't I mean, know if you're true. better. Yeah. Like if you take you DeRozan out of starting the lineup, yeah, and you put in uh, Hart, or you take Hart out and put in DeRozan, I don't know if you're better. My lights went off. I had to run back. My lights went off in my room, <laughs> so I wasn't being quiet. Um, Craig, I, you're right. I mean, you didn't lose Craig to the Thunder. Scared lose. of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't lose to the Thunder because you couldn't score. <laughs> you didn't right, lose to the exactly. Thunder because you couldn't score 120. It's because you gave yeah, up and more. Then, and uh, then DeRozan's uh, such a black hole. Like, <laughs> he gets the ball, yeah. it's going up. So I don't think he would fit. It's, it's the opposite of what Phillips has said he wants from his offense. You know, he 100%. wants all the movement. Uh, but, you know, and he's on the wrong side of his career. You know, so it's not like the you're, you're thinking getting, about the future. You're, you're thinking about now. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting five years of the window, right? So, and you'd have to give up stuff. So, you know, if, the, if they released them, I'd pick them up. <laughs> you know what I'm there saying? Like, but giving up stuff doesn't seem. They're a better team. Are they a better team right now? Yeah, I mean, you got. I got to tell me what you're giving up. I'm not giving up for future firsts, and that's going to take it. I'm not I just think up it drops talent. Uh, yeah. It drops your defense. All he's doing is taking shots away from Ant Grant and uh, Lillard. You have you have three twenty plus point guys. You don't need four. Scoring is scoring is not the issue right no, now. Exactly. <laughs> you know, anyway, anyway we, but, that, was a, that was a sidebar. Uh, it was. So okay, so let's close with this. Um, Blazers lost OKC as we talked about. Lillard was irritated. I was actually irritated yeah. as an objective observer because I would like to see this team do well, and that was a loss you do not want to have. Uh, they play them again tonight. We're going to assume they're going to win this game. I'm going to assume that right here and call it. Fact of Fentress, Blazers won tonight. Regardless, uh, you know it. They're 17 and 14. 18 and 13 looks yep. so much better. And in it this whack, in this wacky, wacky West. All these little games matter. It's so crazy how you can't say this NBA season, ah, they play too many games, they don't matter. They all matter. And losing games like this could be the difference between third and seventh. And just what's your assessment right now of this wacky conference? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's I've been saying it forever. Like, you can't, every win's going to matter. And these losses, like, I didn't, like, getting blown out, you know, at Dallas, that sucks. But yep. okay, you're supposed to you're supposed to probably lose at Dallas, right? So it's only yeah. one loss. But yeah. then splitting the th- with the Thunder, ah, not great. And if you lose two, you're gonna you're gonna drop from you know seventh, and you're gonna probably be up you know ninth or tenth. Um, and why would we take you seriously? <laughs> you know, like right. why would we take you seriously? Um, the only thing I will say is, I. I have to come to grips with certain things. Like the Warriors are not good. Like I have to come to grips. Like right now, yes, it could turn around in a second, but Curry's out for a while. Wiggins has been out. They're terrible on the road. The Knicks, now they weren't a fully staffed Warriors team, but they beat them by 30. I mean, it was a joke. They smoked them. The Knicks, eight straight win, plug, plug. Uh, But the Warriors (laughs) are 
three and fifteen on the road. The Mavericks are three and eleven on the road. Like these are two teams that we we would have expected to be a the Blazers fighting up to catch, and instead, you know, the Kings are above them, <clears throat> and the Jazz are above them. Not the Blazers, but above these two teams. So, um, I would just say, like you you thought here. You know, you were hoping they can go on a run of you know six, seven, eight, go seven and one or something on in, during this period. And when you're when you lose to the Thunder, that that just that makes you not believe. Uh, so they've much. still won six of nine. You know, they they're still yep. they're still on a nice stretch. But you know, at least get a split these next two with Denver coming up Friday. Come home, then at Golden State. Come home, then you got another road trip. Then you have a boatload of home games. So they're still in a decent position. But those are the types of games that just suck. You just it costs you. Why do you believe? And and you have said from the beginning. Well, I, I believe you know, too because your biggest thing is the defense, and that that was bad. I mean, God bless America, who's on the Thunder, right? There's one dude that can beat you. He was he was question. He wasn't even supposed to play, so you know he wasn't at 100. percent And you let him just crush your soul. <laughs> like, why is he? How did he get that shot like that? Come he on. Wide, he was wide open. Man. Come on, man. Like, that's like, you know, they're going to hand him. First of all, don't let him hand him the ball. Like, don't let him get the ball that easy. When he does get the ball, he's in the corner. I'm not a good coach. Double team him in the corner. Like, don't let that guy beat you. Let any of the other ones beat you because no one knows who the hell any of them are. They're not yeah, he, good. He just, he just and, dribbled and went to the baseline and rose up. And as soon as he rose up, and no I was one like, was there. that's good. Justice no was, was there, there, but not. Right, there I'm saying, enough. but no one else yeah. was there. Yeah, no one else like, was there, right? Like, how do you let him get into that spot and take a shot that a very good NBA player is going to make and a guy who's on a run? And he was awful. He was 2-for-12 at one point. You let him get back. You kept fouling him. You let him get back in the rhythm. You did everything wrong to lose that game. And you gave up over 120 points to, you know, to the Thunder. And, you know, they can't score. You know, they can't score. I mean, it's not like their problem is defense, too. They're so one of the worst. That was just disappointing. They're one of the yeah. <clears throat> it was bad. There was no way around it. So they're going to win tonight, though. They're going to bounce back. We'll see if they get there. back. You heard it. Guarantee. Mm, Fetch guarantee. Bet the other side. Bet the other side. Run to your phone. I'm going to drive. I'm in Washington. I'm going to drive to Oregon just to, just to do it. <laughs> Fetch said something. We got to go opposite. got to go opposite. <laughs> All right. Anything else, sir? No, but I mean, let's just end with the, you know, no matter where you list Damian Lillard, whether it's one, one A, one B, or one C, heck of an accomplishment for a heck of a player. And uh, you know, I'm glad he got to that. I'm glad he got that. Uh, and like you said, you know, it's something for him to celebrate. It's something for Blazer fans to celebrate uh, because you do. You you are right now witnessing um, just an iconic player that. When you have a player on your team that you're debating, is it's the is it the greatest of all time? You got to appreciate that because it means that you know, you have a reason to watch your team and smile every day. So I, uh, as much as we debated it, in the end, who cares? Celebrate Damian Lillard because you know there are a lot of teams that will never that don't have that and won't have that. This is true. And after he broke the record, the uh, PA the yeah PA announcer. Um, Announced it and they put it up on the screen and he got a standing ovation from the Thunder crowd and this is a fan base good for them whose heart he pulled out of their chest with that three <laughs> over Paul George a few years ago right 
And they still yep. gave him some dap Respect. on the road. So it wasn't it wasn't what it would have been like in New York or L.A. or somewhere like that. But or Portland or Portland. Oh, my God. I know. He said himself a few weeks ago he would rather do it at Portland. That but sucks. He needed to load management. He should have load managed a couple games. Hey, <laughs> hey they lost anyway. He should have played. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. All right. We are finito here. Um, you have a good holiday season, Craig. You're out of school. What are you doing at school? I'm working, baby. That's not how it works. Man, that's jacked. You should go on strike, bro. <laughs> Get work done. Get work done. Get work done while the kids are at home. All right. I am Aaron Fentress. He is Craig Burnback. Hey, I got it right that time. Um, this is the Blazer Focus podcast brought to you by Zoom Care Beyond Better Health Care. We'll be back next week with more Trailblazers shenanigans. <laughs>